Hello, Miss Alicia. Hello. There we Hello. go. Third time, Third time is the charm. Time. Oh my god. If you hear squeaking in the background, I'm sorry. My chair is very old. It was my dad's for like five years. So if you just hear this, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, and help if you it. hear my dog barking in the background, uh, oh, never apologize for him. It's all right. He just—he's very happy to see people. Oh, <laughs> sweet boy, sweet boy. Yeah, he's Girl. a boy. His name is okay, Cuse yeah. after the Syracuse basketball team. Of course, of course. But uh, yeah, this is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Alicia, and I'm Francesca, and, and we remember the intro this week. Yeah, good job, us. Proud of we us. Love that for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a week for me, to be honest. Can I just unload for a sec? Because mm-hmm. it's just been like... I've been off. I was off for three days, so um, I had a chill week. I'm very jealous. Oh, it was my very birthday, jealous. so... Yes, Miss Girl! Joining the mid-20s crowd! Yes, I'm officially in my mid-20s. Glad to leave the, the early 20s behind me. That was <laughs> traumatic. So... <laughs> just wait till you're in your dead mid-20s, like I am. <laughs> One year. One more year. <laughs> Enjoy your early mid twenties. <laughs> Rip. Rip. Um, yeah, it's been quite a week for me. So this morning was a story. Oh no. So today, as Alicia had her birthday on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, okay. I my whole week is fucked up. <laughs> I thought tomorrow was my mom's birthday. Yeah. And then yesterday I realized it's today. Yeah. So I was super unprepared. Well, good like, thing you're not the one doing the book this week. <laughs> Could you imagine? Ma'am, you have no, like, <laughs> we would have been fucked. If I was doing a book this week, forget about it. The moment would have been happening. It was already tough for me because it was my birthday. So I was yeah. like, well, we're going to wing it. <laughs> yeah. So today was my mom's birthday and my sisters, I have a group chat with my sisters, the Cheetah Girls. And they text one of them texted us last night it was like hey let's make lunch for breakfast for mom tomorrow since she's going out with her friends on friday night on saturday night because you know she has better social life than i do mood same so i was like okay i'll go and pick up champagne for mimosas and then anything which else is what you you're drinking today yes that is what i'm drinking i'm on my third mimosa right now if you couldn't tell by the speed i'm talking right now yeah i'm, I'm drinking a white claw um it's a pineapple flavor i love that for you yeah well, so the liquor store I went to, there was only one in my area that opened at 9 a.m. Love that. <laughs> and it was right across the street from the store that my brother-in-law works at, the grocery store my brother-in-law works at. So I went there to go and pick up, like, strawberries, right. orange juice and everything. Right. I go in, see him, which is another whole story that I'll tell you later because it was really funny. But for the sake of sto- uh, time... Um, I go in and I'm going to pay and you know how like when you're paying and they're ringing things up, you go to get your keys out and everything, get ready to go. Right. Because it's pouring rain right now. So you really mm-hmm. got to book it. Right. Realize I locked my keys in my car. <gasps> no, Francesca. And the way it happened, it wasn't even like I left them in the ignition like I did the first time I locked my keys in my car. <laughs> in Oswego, actually, was the first time I ever did that. Oh, <laughs> it was no. the day after our graduation. My Love graduation, that. I should say. Right. Um, this time, I was. it's raining. So I was like, oh, I don't need my purse to, like, go into the grocery store. Like, I'll just grab my wallet and go in. So I pull my car keys out. I go to move my purse behind my, my passenger seat so it's, like, hidden. Right. And force of habit, I drop my keys in my purse because normally you drop your keys in your purse and you go. Right. But I didn't take my purse with me. So my <sighs> keys were in my purse. 
Oh, no. So that happened. And then I made my mom a picture for her Mother's Day present because I can be artsy-fartsy when I want to. And, of course, the picture printed too big, so I had to cut it down. It literally, like, if I walked outside right now, I promise you I would be struck down by lightning. (laughs) Like, it was... Please don't do that. (laughs) Such a morning. I'm exhausted, and it's not even noon yet. Yeah. Wow. I've gone out to eat four times this week. (laughs) I'm so jealous. (laughs) I'm not, because I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm so, like, burnt out from eating out, because, like... There's only so many... I got salads two of the days, so that helps, because it's, like, I can only handle so much, like, you know, food food. from... Yeah. Right. So, but, yeah, I feel that. Also, in book news... Yeah. We have to say a quick rest in peace... Oh, yes! To the king! To the author of The Hungry Caterpillar. King Eric Carl. What a, what a guy... Rest That's the pieces. only book because I didn't know that he. In <laughs> <laughs> other book news, I got my volume four of Heartstopper. I saw that. It looks so pretty. It's huge. It's really? ginormous. I have it over here, but it's on my bookshelf and it's kind of far. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's fair. thick. It's way thicker than the other ones. How how many pages? Three hundred and sixty, I think. Wow. Yeah. Hold Especially on. for just... an illustrated book. Wow, that's a thick B. Right. Right. Are you taking it's, it back to the city with you? Yeah, because, like, I have my other ones there, so I feel mm. like they all need to be together. Of course. You don't want that one to get lonely. Exactly. So, yeah. And there's a fifth one. I, I found out the fifth one is the final one. So, yeah, it comes out next year. Rip. But that's it for me. So, I don't know. Do we want, do we, do we want to get into it? I'm ready. All right. So, this week... To the shock of many, I read a book in in verse. What? I know. I am an avid non-poetry reader. I don't want to say poetry hater because I don't hate poetry. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I get that. I'm not a big poetry person either. Right. It's just like not my thing. My One of my best friends, Hannah, she loves poetry books. She reads poetry books all the time. And so she read this book and I was like, oh yeah, how was that? I heard it, heard it's in verse. And she's like, oh really? I couldn't tell because she listened to the audiobook. Oh. So I also listened to the audiobook, and you can't tell if you're listening to it that it's in verse barely. There are hmm. a couple times where you're like, oh, yeah, this is in verse, but it's like, otherwise, you can't even tell. It's like, reads like a normal book. What's the name of it? So I read <laughs> Clap When You Land by Elizabeth um, Acevedo. Mm. Is it about white people that clap when the plane lands? <laughs> no. I can promise you neither one of us are those people. No, unless it's like a really horribly like turbulent flight, then I might clap, you know, because you're like, damn, I'm glad I even fucking made it. <laughs> you, you ever been on a plane? Your... You ever been on like a, f- a flight like yeah, that? That it's like so bumpy. You're like, holy but shit. But I'm this... like gripping the seats when we land. I'm not even thinking about clapping. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm alive. Well, you clap after you've made it already on the ground. Yeah, no, I can't say I've ever clapped when a plane's landed. I've clapped. Because you're like, wow, glad we all made it, guys. Good job, everyone. I just think of um, <laughs> the Avengers reading mean tweets and Tom Holland reading one that goes that said, like, Tom Holland looks like a whitey that claps when the plane lands. <laughs> and the way he says it with his British accent makes it ten times funnier. I can't imagine. It's funny. So actually, this book is the main characters. There's two of them. They're both um, Dominican. So Ooh. 
I don't think there's a single white character in this book, actually. So it just makes it funnier. Even better. <laughs> that you are like, is this about white people who clap on the plane land? <laughs> Listen, there are lots of types of people that clap when the plane lands. You could write right. a whole poetry book about those people. Right. So first I want to discuss, this book is dedicated to flight AA. 587, which was a flight going from JFK to the Dominican on November 12th, 2001, that crashed. I did not know about that. Yeah, I didn't either. It's the second biggest, um, like, casualty of, like, a flight crash in the United States history, at least at that time. I don't know if it still is, but I I think it it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the first, I'm assuming, would be 9-11. That's what I'm assuming, too. Um... I'm pretty sure, at least. And, like, I don't know. But, yeah, they said it's, like, the second biggest in the book, in the back. That's what it said. So I was hmm. like, I can't believe I've never even heard of this. But I guess it makes sense because it was also 2001. Mm-hmm. And so it When was got... it published? This was published last year. It's, okay, um... so then, yeah, it's probably accurate because right. they yeah. didn't put May... that there if it wasn't. Yeah, I think it came out May 4th or 5th, 2020. So it's still a relatively, like, new book. Hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, never heard about it. I was like, damn, I feel really bad because this seems, it was like a horrible crash. So many, okay, it was Okay, you most, were like five though when it happened. I five, was like four, four. or five. Okay, I was five. Yeah. You were like four. So you yeah, can't really blame ourselves. I've never heard about it though. You know, I've heard about other plane crashes that haunt my mind. Where is the plane that, that disappeared over Malaysia? in Malaysia? Where yeah. is it? Where is it? to be fair... I hate putting it like this, and it sucks to be putting it like this, but it probably got overshadowed by 9-11. Well, it definitely did. Yeah. 100%. And that's not even, like, a... It's just a a fact. Yeah. Like, it definitely got overshadowed by 9-11, even though it happened basically two months afterwards, because 9-11 was, like, a terrorist attack, and this was just a, like, I think a flight, um, a pilot error or, like, a malfunction Mm -hmm. of some sort. So, obviously... I don't know how I feel about this if I'm going to be flying in two weeks. (laughs) Should I be concerned? My friend listened to this as she was flying home from... Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yep. Uh No. So, our first main character is named Camino, which I found interesting because caminar is the verb to walk. Camino is, like... I walk or it's or it can also mean road. So I was like, where did they come up with this name? Like, is this like the dialect? Is that like what is I was just very like, this is interesting (laughs) right off the bat. So Camino works for her aunt, who is a caretaker in the Dominican Republic. So Camino loves her aunt and like super looks up to her. Like she's like her her superhero she wants to be just like her. She's her role model. Um, and she wants to become a doctor because of her aunt. And she's a caretaker. She's not, like, a doctor or anything. She does a lot of, like, natural naturopath stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And she knows this means she has to go to school in the U.S. because she wants to be a doctor. And yeah. all the best schools are in the U.S. And so, but she, she wants to do it because she wants to make life easier for her family back in the Dominican. Love that for her. Yeah. Camino is also, like, her mom is is dead. She died of, like, um, like dengue fever back, I don't know, a couple, like, 10 years ago, it sounded like. Camino is, like, 17. She's about to turn 17. In this book, she turns 17. So she doesn't have a mom, but she does have a dad. Her dad lives <clears throat> in the U.S. 
works in the U.S., sends money back. You know, it's mm-hmm. very typical for, like... An immigrant um, family. Immigrant yeah. families, right. So, the next day, Camino skips school to wait for her father to fly in from the U.S. He hasn't been home in nine months, so this is, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, as she gets to the arrival arrivals board, she sees no status next to his flight, and this is when we find out his flight has crashed. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so we're Yeah, we're starting off this book hella sad. <laughs> hella, hella, hella sad. Need a drink. <laughs> I should also obviously mention the content warnings. It's like, obviously, this is a huge book on grief and loss and death. I mean, you kind of know that going into it. It's in the blurb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is, like, some... There's, like, discussion of sexual assault in here. Ooh. So... Enter your will. So, Camino has always dreamed of living with him in New York City, and she was supposed to start her senior year at an international school in the fall in the U.S. and then apply for Columbia for pre-med, which I'm like, wow, homegirl must be real smart because my ass would never be making it into Columbia. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Couldn't be me. Yeah, literally could not be me. So Camino walks home from the airport in shock and denial. Usually she would, like, call someone to pick her up, but she's, mm-hmm. like, so just out of it that she's, like, I I guess I'm just going to walk home. Yeah. Then we meet our second main character named Yahira, uh, and she is in school in New York City when she gets called down to the office. Yahira is a solid, under-the-radar, follows-the-rule kid, so she's, like, okay, I guess I'll go to the office. I don't know what you need to see me for. (laughs) But when she gets there, obviously she sees her mom and gets told her father died on the same flight as Camino's father. Oh, shit. Right. Interwoven stories. Exactly. Oh, I should show you the the, um, cover. Cover? Yeah. Cover's pretty cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Love that. I don't... Yeah, I listened to it on audio. I do like that. Yeah. That's pretty. one. The spine is, um, it's, like, kind of, like, a rainbow-ish thing. It's, like, color-blocked. It's not my favorite spine. I like the cover better, but... Hmm. To each his own. own. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, Yahira's mom sobs and sobs as they make their way home. She's, like, crying the whole time. Yahira's just, like, all right, guess I gotta take care of this for the both of us. (laughs) (laughs) And in their neighborhood in, I think it's, like, Morningside Heights... Okay. Yeah. Harlem, Morningside Heights. You know, it's a neighborhood in Harlem. Um, Everyone knows someone who died on the plane because it's a huge Dominican community. Mm -hmm. So then we go back to Camino and her point of view. And as she's still like dealing with finding out she's now an orphan because her mom died and Mm -hmm. now her dad is dead. She is now getting stalked by a street hustler named El Cero, and El Cero is known to deal in underage prostitutes. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. And her, her father was paying him to stay away from her, but now he's dead. Yeah. So El Cero is like, oh, I can take advantage of this. Ugh, why are all men trash? So disgusting. I was like, her dad died like three days ago. Like, what the fuck? You can't even give it a week. I know. Trash. L- literal trash. It's disgusting. And, like, they go through the story about how El Cero started doing this. And it was, like, 
his sister, who was Camino's friend, died from dengue fever, the same fever that killed her mom. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like, he's just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm just going to do whatever because he's just, like, lost all hope since his sister was, like, the only reason he had to, like, live. And so now he's just, like, a oh, disgusting so you're gonna treat human being. other women like shit? Right? It, what is, like, where is the logic? There like, is I was like, none. men? No, no bounds. Like, this... It blew my mind. The level of sheer stupidity. Now, the author is a woman, right? Yeah. Of, yeah. So, naturally, she's going to know that men are that stupid. But... Exactly. Like, where is the logic, sir? I know. I was like, this is... You're really off the deep end. Like, that really pushed you far. Because mm-hmm. that, this is another level of sh- shittiness. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's crazy. So, Nelsero has begun following Camino to the beach where she swims. So he's, like, stalking her. That's so creepy. It's so creepy. And as weeks pass, Elcero's advances become bolder, and he's getting more, you know, embrazen. And Camino's aunt has started, um, has, like, kind of started to notice and, like, asks her about it. And, like, almost implies that Camino is, like, inviting these advances in. Oh, no. No, yeah. no. Yeah. No. And I was like, Miss Miss Girl, no. That is not it. No, it's not it. So, a couple weeks pass, and Tia, her aunt, Tia Solana, receives a call from Camino's uncle, so her dad's brother, Tio, um, and about her father's other wife. So we find out here that Camino and Yahira are sisters. They're half-sisters. What? And they share the same dad. And he was going back and forth and hadn't told either one about each other. Mm-hmm. Very Dan Scott of him. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Oh, literally. I don't like that. But did the Ex- mom, did Yahira's mom know? Yeah, so we find out, like, a little bit later in the story. It's, like, a point of contention with Yahira. She doesn't know if her mom knows, and she's, like, basically keeping... She, fi- she found out about this... The summer before her dad died, because mm-hmm. he would go over to see Camino every summer, and he would p- say it was a business trip. So Yahira one summer was like ha- was going through his papers because she was trying to reach him, mm-hmm. and he c- she couldn't reach him. He wasn't answering his phone, and so she was trying to find like a business number to call down there, and she found like papers saying he was married to another woman, and not she didn't know about Camino at all. She just yeah. She knew she he was married to another woman, and she doesn't know if her mom knows or not, and she doesn't think she would. Be, she does because like, why would her mom still be married to him, to her dad if yeah. she knew? So she's keeping it all inside because she oh, doesn't no. want yeah because she's like kind of like pro- protecting her mom because she doesn't know if she knows and she doesn't want to be the one to tell her. You know? Yeah. It's like very complex, but I was like, this is some. Oof. Some family trauma here. Oof. And it's, like, even sadder because Yahira really looked up to her dad and, like, loved her dad so much. And they, like, did so much stuff together. And then she finds this out and, like, her whole world is just, like, shattered. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> like. Oh, my God. This book is so fucking sad. But I really liked it. It was beautifully written and has now made me open to reading other novels in verse, which is huge. So Interesting. 
Shout out Elizabeth Acevedo. You were doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Turned a non-believer into a believer. What can I say? It's, yeah, it's crazy. So, Guerrero's father remains have been identified now from the crash. So this forces Yehira to take on the full weight of her father's death because you don't have remains. You kind of still kind of keep that hope alive. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe he survived, even though you know that's like definitely not true and impossible. So, yeah. yeah. So that's like just makes it sink in even more. And at the pool hall that her father owned, like that was his business in the U.S., mm-hmm. Yehira's family has made a memorial. And when Yehira goes, she leaves a black queen chess piece at his memorial outside because Yehira was like a master chess player. Like we got some queen queen's gambit up in here. <laughs> <laughs> he just produ- produced like two incredibly intelligent daughters. Exactly. Beth Harmon, who we only know Yehira now. <laughs> Are they like the same age or So I think Yehira is 16, like 15 turning 16. Mm-hmm. And Camino is 16 turning 17. So I think they're like a year apart. Because later on in the novel, Camino makes a comment about having a younger sister. So I was like, Yehira must be like slightly younger mm-hmm. than Camino. They must be like a year apart. Okay. That's but like just both- like so fast for him to move on. I know, but men can. Yeah, men can-, can flip that switch real quick. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, so Yehira was was a really good chess player. And before she found out about her dad being a good-for-nothing cheater, (laughs) um, she was, like, winning chess circuits. And, like, her dad was so proud of her because he taught her how to play chess. And so... Very Queen's Gambit, yes. Very Queen's Gambit. Just the dad is not her dad, and it's a janitor in the Queen's Gambit, but... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... On the train ride home from her dad's memorial, we learn that Yahira's girlfriend, Dre, has come to guard Yahira because she has grown to dislike train rides due to an attack that she had on the train at the last chess match she ever played. She was taking the train back and a man sexually assaults her. Oh, hell no. Like, starts groping her. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously grown to be like very anxious and like hate train rides. So understandably, yeah. So her girlfriend is like super protective. Her girlfriend Dre also. I love them both. I think Dre and Yahira are sweet baby angels. <laughs> they're just they're like friends to lovers, and I just eat that shit up. Because <laughs> they like we're best friends as kids, and then like in seventh grade they became girlfriends, and I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh. god. Yes. Yes, queens. I know. I'm like, wow, I wish I could never. (laughs) Could never be me. (laughs) Could never be me. So after the news that her father's remains have been identified, an insurance representative from the airline comes to discuss, you know. If they're going to sue. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And obviously a sum of money would be rewarded to Yahira and her mom to avoid a lawsuit. But like how much? Because how much? A lot of money. I the think word, like, like, it's very interesting how much money people are willing to... It's like putting a price tag on someone's head. Like, how much do you think this person is worth? Right. Exactly. Which is, like, very tricky when you're talking to grieving people. It's definitely... It was definitely a mil, at least a million, if not more. 
that they Damn. offer. Yeah. And if you're doing that for everyone on the plane. Exactly. And like I said, I can't remember exactly why this, pl- the plane that I talked about in the, um, in the beginning mm-hmm. is what obviously inspired this story. And the author herself is Dominican. And so I don't, th- like, if, if it was a pilot error, I could definitely see it. A mechanical error. I could see it, but depending on like if it was like a freak thing that they couldn't foresee, foresee or if it mm-hmm. was like something like, oh, they did the checks and then they saw that and they're like, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, it would be like technically I mean, the airline's fault. Right. I mean, I definitely think they should pay up. But, yeah. You know, like, like I said, if it was like a freak, like something just freak went wrong and they couldn't have ever like foresaw a bird it. flew into like an air. Yeah, exactly. Thing. It's like. Yeah. Like, they, I don't know how to word this, but it's like, it's not like they caused the crash. I wouldn't have a lot of animosity personally for the airline if that was the case. Yeah. If it was a freak thing, like, yeah, a bird flew into whatever. But if it was like the pilot was negligent or the crew was negligent, I would be all over that ish. I'd be like, I'm not taking your money. I am suing you. (laughs) I want reparations. All of your money is mine now. (laughs) Just give me all your money. Just sign over your bank account into my name because it's mine now. (laughs) But do they know at this point, like, if, like, because I feel like if I was in her place, I would blame the airline regardless Right. Until I find out what actually happened. Yeah, exactly. I'm 100% with you. I don't think they really know at this point. It's only been a couple weeks. I want to say three weeks maybe since the crash. Mm -hmm. Maybe only two. It's like a very short period and I feel like investigations like that can take a little bit. Like months. Right. Because people drag their fucking feet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's funny because their uncle actually, the same uncle that was talking to Aunt Solana tells Yahira's mom not to take the money and and like well, suggests right and suggests pursuing a legal battle with the airline but like at the same time do they have can they afford to hire that lawyer to do that and right. pursue something the, like that you're left that's to, a lot of money right exactly you're left to I'm left to believe at least and this could just be me that they are like solid middle class okay like they don't have a lot of disposable income but they're not like living paycheck to paycheck like you know most most of the time you know Mm -hmm. they're they're solid middle class they have some disposable income but not a lot yeah but not enough to fight a fucking airline exactly like that's a a lot of money you gotta spend in legal fees and you know granted you'll probably get it back because they're going to get convicted most likely and then yeah. they have to pay for your legal fees. But that's going to be probably years until you see that money back. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a lot of back and forth. Exactly. Like, should I take it? Will I take it? Do I want it? Am I going to fight it? That kind right. of thing. Right. And then you got to go through the trauma of a, a legal Reliving battle. It, yeah, exactly. Too. Right. Exactly. So it's it's a lot to, to take into consideration. So um, I definitely don't blame Yahira's mom because she ends up just taking the money because she doesn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, you hear his father, father's will dictates that his last wishes were to be buried in the Dominican Republic. Him and her mom were both from the Dominican. Okay. So, it, it like, makes sense, I guess, you, you know, you want to be buried mm-hmm. where you were from. And after some argument with her uncle, Yahira's uncle and Yahira, 
Her mom relents to this arrangement, but forbids Yahira from attending her father's burial overseas. Oh, fuck that. Right, which I'm like, ma'am, you need to let your 16-year-old daughter get closure. Like, Yeah, but at the same time, like, after your husband just died on a pl- plane, do you really want to let your daughter get on one, too? And yeah, but that? I would. Because it, it was definitely, I mean, how many accidents do you hear of? It's not that many. Yeah. And especially I don't know. that I route. I the trauma... Might right. make you think differently. But you're also led to believe, well, like, I'm sure the flight trauma is there too, but she, your hero's mom is like, does not want to go back to the Dominican. She's always said the hero would never go back, never see the Dominican. She does not want her to go there mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to go back and doesn't want to be there. So she doesn't want her daughter to be there, which I'm like, I don't know what kind of trauma, ma'am, that you have there. And that's valid, but also... Your daughter probably should get some closure on her fucking dad dying. So. Yeah. Um, so back in the Dominican, Tia Solana relays this information from their uncle to Camino about the airline money, mm-hmm. which Camino can lay legal claim to as his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah. Right. But Tia Solana warns that Camino's dad had another daughter by a wife with connections at the consular's office. So you hear his mom has like, you know, she's got some friends in high places. She's got family in high places. Yeah. Her family is like well connected that she could use to block her claim to the money. And now this is just her mom. Or that's just um, Camino's aunt saying that. But I mean, I feel like that's a valid concern. Yeah. Especially since they live in not great conditions. They're not living as good as Yahira and her mom. Yeah. They're living better than most people in their neighborhood. They have their lights on all the time. They have a fridge, which a lot of people don't have, but they're still not living the Morningside Heights vibes that Yahira and her mom are living. (laughs) So Camino, when she gets told this, latches onto the idea that she has a sister and hatches a plan to reach out to Yahira on social media. We love to see it. Love to see girl bosses. <laughs> girl bosses embracing girl bosses. And she she does end up fighting, or sorry, she does end up finding Yahira. And her profile is like, there's no profile picture. It's just like black. And then the like bio is the date that her dad died. And so she's like, I'm pretty sure this is probably her. But mm-hmm. there's no picture. So wouldn't know. So now we switch back to Yahira's point of view. The summer before her father's death, mm-hmm. when Yahira found his marriage certificate to Camino's mother, she's obviously super upset and disappointed in her father's cheating. And Yahira starts distancing herself from her father without considering that he might have like another daughter. Because why would you ever think about that? Yeah. You know? Um. She also was looking for this certificate because it was the night. Or, like, it was, like, the night after she was sexually assaulted. So she got sexually assaulted on the train coming back from a chess tournament or chess match. And she's, like, so distraught and stuff that she just wants to talk to her dad. Because she's, like, the only person who's going to make me feel secure is the, like, father figure in my life. Yeah. The only, like, male figure in my life who's, like, a strong, like, he's a strong place in my life. And she's, like, trying to reach out to him because she's just so distraught. And he won't answer his fucking phone for three (laughs) days. (laughs) So that's why she finds out. So it's even like more heartbreaking because she's like just reaching out for like comfort and reassurance. And she finds out that he's like was married to another woman. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. 
the trauma of it all. This girl needs therapy. She really does. They I actually will pay in, for it, hon. They actually, in the, there's a scene of her and Yahira and her mom going to counseling, and they, like, hate it. So <laughs> they don't go back. But at the end of the book, they, like, come around to it, and her mom's like, I think we should try counseling again. And okay, but that's also going with your mother. It's very different going by yourself than going with a parent. Well, they're also going to, like, a group counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, session, like a group session, and that's very different than going to, like, a... Single. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, when Yahira receives Kamino's friend request, she is shocked by Kamino's profile picture because she looks like her dad. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And she's a bit jealous because of Kamino's light coloring after being ridiculed by her mother's family for being so dark. So, Yahira has her dad's coloring. Mm-hmm. And her mom is like lighter skinned Dominican. And of course, there's some trauma there. Yeah. And so she's a, like a, a bit jealous. At least that's what I took from it. Yeah. So Yahira is obviously super shocked by this news that she has a sister and confronts her mom about it. And she, her mom is forced to reveal the truth that she had been trying to like shield Yahira from. And she tells Yahira that her father's other wife was a close friend of hers growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can't fault her for that. I can't. Yeah. Because yeah. Timo, like, family reveal for me. Yeah. My grandma, quote-unquote, married. It wasn't, like, a legal ceremony. Her and her husband were very Catholic, so it was just between the two of them and the priest. But she married her best friend's husband after her best friend died. Ooh, well, that's but they after but it was before she died that they married. Oh, I yeah, thought it was yeah. after. No, she died. yeah, no, because that, that that would make a huge difference. Like I would be like, yeah, whatever. Like you can marry my husband after I die. I don't care. Oh, that's, that's as long as you. you plant a picture, like a, a a little note card on him that said, um, Francesco he did was it your first. No, he oh. did it, so he goes oh, okay. to prison, and you have to be okay with that. Because I feel like you're a very independent person. You'd be okay yeah. with your husband and jail. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Because then you can just be like, all right, I'm leaving, and he's stuck there. Exactly. And you can go do whatever you want. Right. Yeah, Perfect. I'm totally down. I mean, I wouldn't be offended if any of my friends married my husband after I died. If it makes you feel better, I'll frame him for murder. Okay. Cool. Great. Love that. Actually, plot twist, I think I texted you this last night, but I was yeah. I started watching Big Sky with my mom, and I mm-hmm. told you to start watching it, which I think Yeah, is, I have I it in my um, queue. Great. One of, the, one of the characters on the show said, oh my god, I'm going to end up on Dateline, and I turned to my mom and said, my dream is to end up on Dateline, and <laughs> she got very concerned, and I said, don't worry, Alisa promised me that she'll, she won't make me like sound like an angel. Like, no. she'll be like, oh no, she was a bitch, like all <laughs> the time. And they're they're going to be like, so who do you think could have done this? It could have been anybody. I'm going to be like, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I said that to my dad earlier, and he's like, I'm going to request Josh Mankiewicz. And I was like, no, we are a Keith Morrison family. That's right. Get with it. Even though Josh Mankiewicz is really funny on Twitter. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) I digress. But yeah, so after her death, so after the death of Camino's mom... Her dad refused to abandon Camino, which, like, okay, at least he has some backbone. Yeah. So, after being told this, Yahira reaches out to Camino and suggests that they video chat. A little FaceTime action, you know? Hey. Hey. 
So as Kamino and Yihira come face to face after, or sorry, come face to face over the internet, they start putting into motion a plan that gets them both to their goals. For Yihira, Kamino gives her a way to attend her dad's funeral in the Dominican. For Kamino, El Alcero's advances have become more severe, so Yihira offers her a way to get away from him and a path to Colombia. They switch places. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's like... Oh my um, god, do they parent trap their parents? <laughs> I wish. Or Yahir's mom? Right. Yikes. So um, it's also important for me to know that um, that Camino has like a lot of like internal like bitterness towards mm-hmm. Yahira because obviously she is the one her dad has been leaving her like alone for her him and or sorry her and his his other wife yeah so she feels like obviously she has a lot of like abandonment like feelings and she she thinks you hear his life is probably perfect and she's got like you know everything because she's got a mom and a dad and now Yahira doesn't or sorry now Camino has neither and so um Camino forcefully tells Yahira that she will not include her in the ceremony unless she transfers ten thousand dollars of the airline advance to her Oh, we love extortion. Oh, yeah. this is getting... The plot thickens. The plot thickens. Oh, it gets even better. Just you wait. So to which Yahira, sweet baby angel Yahira, I love this this girl. She tells her that she didn't need to threaten her and like it's that it's her money too and that she would have given her any any of it that she wanted. She didn't have to like threaten her to yeah. get it. So Yahira wires Camino the money and uses her mother's credit card to buy a ticket to the Dominican. Like a... Boss. That is some like, girl boss shit. Exactly. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Like, <laughs> love that for her. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Isn't there another one? That's what it is. It's gaslight, is it? gaze, gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Oh. Because just... it's the two of them together equals a girl boss. So. Oh, true, true, true. Yes. So when Yahira arrives in the DR, Kamino and Yahira are slow to warm up to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, because... Yahira is, like, just kind of self-conscious, obviously, and Kamino has a lot of animosity just built up from the grief, from the abandonment, from Alcero's advances. Yeah. There's a lot going on in her life. They're both just, like, dealing with it. Exactly. So as they try to get to know each other, they try to get used to this strange sisterly bond they now, like, suddenly have mm-hmm. and they start realizing that they share a lot of the same struggles and trauma and fears because obviously um camino is de- dealing with these like sexual advances from el Cerro and yahira had the sexual assault happen they both have de- a dad who abandoned them for the other so yeah there's a lot for them to bond over only hours after yahira lands her mom finds out that she left and Hops on a plane to the DR. As she should. As she should. As a good mother should. She arrives just in time to join the two for their dad's funeral, which is like a huge party that the entire neighborhood attends. And it's like a huge event. Mm-hmm. So despite Camino's growing affection for Yahira, she's like really come to like take a liking to her. Um, she's still bitter towards her and des- desperate to reach her dreams. So she steals her sister's passport Planning to illegally enter the United States by passing herself off as Yahira. Oh, Camino. Yes. I was like, this girl's got balls. She is taking... That is some girl boss energy. She is taking control. For Why sure. do I feel like she's about... When she gets into college for a little extra money, she would start selling 
like weight loss tea. <laughs> Detox tea? Yeah. And she knows that it's bad? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. I drink it all the time. And like, she'll take a sip and then like spit it out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she knows it's basically poison. Yeah. She's like, I gotta do what a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Exactly. I, I can't fault her for it. She's driven. She's got plans. So all things that I like in a girl boss. <laughs> Just so much girl boss energy. I know. So she returns to the beachfront one more time, which is like her, you know, happy place. She goes there a lot to just think thoughts. <laughs> yes. Some of us don't, can't do that. So Yeah, same. I can't mean, relate. think thoughts, not go to the beach, but right. I don't think thoughts often. So. I don't go to, I don't think thoughts or go to the beach. So yeah, that's fair. I have a friend from Buffalo who told me that she went to the beach once and I was like, where? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, Lake Ontario. And I was yeah. like, that's not a beach. A beach is on an ocean, ma'am. Yeah. Well, now that I live in the city, I, I've now been to several real beaches. They're quite interesting. We'll have to go to the Hamptons while you're Oh, yeah. In the, Never been. While I'm still here. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, she returns to the beach one more time to, like, try to think thoughts and come to terms with leaving the only place she's ever known. And she's cornered and attacked, of course, by El Cero. When he finds her... Pa- the Fuck men. Yeah, I know. When he finds the passport and cash in her bag, because she, she has all her cash, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so while this is happening, Yahira, her mom, and Tia Solana realize that Camino is gone. And after frantically thinking of where she could have fucking gone off to... <laughs> Yahira and Tia Solana realize at the same time that she probably went to the beach. And Let's go to the beach. Each. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki Minaj. Exactly. <laughs> so they arrive in time to fend off El Cerro with Tia wielding a machete. Hell yeah. The yeah, ultimate she's like, girl boss. Yeah, she's like, wheel, she's like, has it and she keeps like slapping it against her hand. I'm like, wow, this girl, she means business. One side note, um, I've been, well, like, you can cut this out. I don't really give a fuck. I've been to Nicaragua before, and the first time I went, we were building houses for a community that my church sponsored. Yeah. And the house I was working on had two young kids. The youngest had to be at most two years old. And we were using machetes to, like, cut, like, and it was locals that were cutting with the machete and things like that, but they would just, like, toss them on the ground, like, really not notice it. Yeah. And I look over at James, the child, and he's standing on a machete. Like, it's not, like, uh, like face up, like, with his yeah. feet in the blade, but, like, he's just standing on it. And I was like, oh, my God. So the way I had to use, like, a pla- a dirty plastic bottle and be like, here, come play with this. And he, like, ju- like came and, like, walked off the machete. And I, like, put the blade down in the ground. And I was like, oh, my God. That could have been so bad. Yikes. The anxiety that induced. Anyway. No. Yeah. <laughs> Machetes scare me now, so. Do you get triggered when you watch him on Survivor using a machete? I like when James does it. <laughs> Mood. So James is hot. On, on Survivor, not the small child. Yeah, I got that. I got that. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, so Tia's wielding a machete, and um, Gidhira's mom is using her family's influence to scare him off. She's like... Do you think you're going to be able to do anything if you, if you do something to her? My family is going to, can like, make she's your life. She's being a white. She's not white. Um, No, she's being like a mid-twenties white boy right now. Do you know what my family can do? My dad exactly. is a lawyer. That's exactly. what I mean. She's being like a white boy right now. And she's I love using it. it to her advantage. Exactly. Yes. She's I love when for, women do it, but men need to stop. She's using it for um her power for good. Yes. Obviously. So 
In the days after this attack, her, um, Yahira's mom uses her connections to expedite Camino's emergency visa into the United States. And Love that. Yeah, and she explains that El Cerro will come back for Camino, and though she had been f- afraid of, like, accepting Camino, and t- like, as her own and, like, raising her as, like, her kid, mm-hmm. she would like to step in as her guardian and stepmother. Oh. Yeah. So she's not, like, mean, like her aunt told her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like her aunt had good reason to think that because I think in the beginning of this book, um, Yahira's mom probably would have been like that and would have yeah. maybe tried to do that because she was still bitter that her best friend stole her man. Um, can I really fault her for that? She had a lot of trauma. No. Should she have been better since she's the adult in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But let's so, be real. We are P-E-T-T-Y all the time. That's true. Of course. All the time. Of first course. actions are always petty. Let's be real. Petty first. Think Thoughts next. after. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Camino uses her final days in the DR to say goodbye to her country and her friends who've like, known her entire life and raised her. And as the three board the plane... And as Camino sits down beside her sister on the plane to New York, Yahira holds her hand and warns her that when they land, some of the passengers will clap in celebration. And then that's <laughs> the end of the book. <laughs> yeah, it's all the white people that clap. No, it's the DR people because oh. they had that crash. And so they're happy that they made it back. Oh, I thought she was making fun of the white people. No. <laughs> there was. I told you there's no white people in this book. Okay, but there couldn't be, like, white extras, you know what I mean? I, they literally mentioned no one that's white. I could that's not name you so a single funny. even background because person. I really didn't, like, make the connection, like, because the plane landed. I really just thought it was, like, the white people clapping. Oh, shake my head. <laughs> that was great, though. It's a beautifully written book. I need to read more of her books. She has, I think, another book called Girl on Fire or something like mm. that. And I don't know if, I don't think it's written in verse, so I'd be interested to see, to read some of her prose. Yeah. My mom just listened to the wives and now oh, yeah? she's like, she was like so enthralled by it. Yes. She's like, I need to like, look, she's like looking up her other books and everything like that. And we're like, yes, mom. She's like, I can't believe it ended that way. Yes. I was like so shocked. And she's yeah. like, Regina got what she deserved. And I was like, damn, girl boss energy. Yes. <laughs> It was, it was great. But yes, I'm looking into more of her books too. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bookaholics Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Franch Toastics with next and on Instagram at Francesca Hope. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads, Alicia Reads 13 or on Storegraph, just Alicia Reads. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye.